Want to be a guest host on The Average Joe Show? Head over to AverageJoeShow.com slash guest for more information. We'll be back on July 10th with brand new episodes, but until then, enjoy this new episode from our backlog. Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another microwavable version of The Average Joe Show, episode number 36, or as I like to call it, 6 Squared. Uh, Joining me tonight, as always, is my friend and partner in crime here, Mr. Ward Miller. Ward, how's it going over there? Dude, I'm not liking it. You're making me do math. (laughs) <laughs> my my days of doing math are long since over and uh now and not, and when you said it i had to sit there and go is that right yeah that's right damn now i'm having to do math yeah i, I don't like math well you know at least at least i didn't just call it episode six squared or you know well, what the hell is that yeah i, I don't know for some reason today i'm like episode 36 oh that's six squared why the hell do i remember that shit <laughs> can you say geek yeah I, i'm 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 a, my my English skills suck. I can spell, but my grammar is worth shit. Thank God for uh, Microsoft Office putting the grammar checker in there now. But uh, math I, numbers just come to me. I'm not I'm not a math wizard, but you know I just like numbers, and I don't know. I'm, I'm just crazy like that. Well, it's a Friday night, and we're starting our Memorial Day weekend. And uh, me and Ward were talking. The weather is beautiful over here. Summer has hit the northeast of the United States. Yeah, apparently it's hit the. You know the other uh, the the states further to our west, much sooner. Um, my cousin graduated from um, uh, where? What school was it? It's in uh, Arizona, University of Arizona. Oh, <laughs> that's that's a stretch. Anyway, uh, my aunt went down for the graduation and said it was miserable because it was like 110 all week. And I, I was like, I can't believe that. I, I couldn't imagine being that hot that often anymore. Well, I was stationed in New Mexico for four years in the Air Force. And, uh, you know, a lot of people tell you it's a dry heat. And that pisses me off. And I tell them, do you know what a dry heat is? It's when you open the oven door and your face is right there and you get that hot air into your face. That's a dry heat. And that doesn't feel good. No, and there, there's no way to enjoy that. No, there isn't. Well, that's the thing that pisses me off. And and it's funny is, you know, okay, granted, you get there maybe the first couple days. You're like, well, this is great. You know, we're used to humidity and, you know, when it's hot, it's hot. You feel it. You know, a couple days there, you're fine. But you know what? Your, your blood thins out and you get used to it. It's still miserable. Yeah. And I do know like in the wintertime when it's like, you know, 85, 90 degrees out in the daytime, it's like 30 at night. You know, there's extremes. It drops 50, 60 degrees, and you can feel it. Well, I'm sure you can. <laughs> I mean, when I when mean, the temperature drops 50 degrees, I'm sure you're going to feel it. And it's like that all the time. That's an extreme. You know, it feels like you're like on the moon. It's hot as hell one day, and it's freezing the next. You're like, what the hell's going on here? Well, I think enough chit-chat tonight. I think we should start with our stories tonight. Uh, Ward's got the first story, which uh, we got a little bit of tech news going on here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seeing as I do that kind of for a living, I, I tend to, to gravitate towards uh, 
tech sites. And apparently there was a computer virus that, sh- that attacked the FBI and the U.S. Marshals Service. Uh, they're still trying to figure out, you know, what the virus did, and, you know, and they're trying to, you know, they're saying at this time there's no data that was compromised, blah, 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 blah. And that's the, the party line, more or less. Right. Um, so usually, I mean, any more, you know, back in the day when computers first started, the hackers and, you know, whatever you want to call them, script kitties, whatever, their goal was to take your computer and crash it, you know, be it. You know, they delete all the stuff on your hard drive or, you know, whatever the case may be. The newer, uh, I guess, iteration of hackers, their goal is to not let you know that they're there or that they ever were there. They want to set, you know, you know, either make your machine part of their botnet, which they sell, or they want to, you know, put key loggers and, and just capture data. And... You know, to come out and say, okay, we were attacked and there was absolutely no data that was compromised. I don't think you can really say that with all – I don't want to say honesty because honesty may not be the best word. But the the fact that, you know, that's kind of tough to say that, you know, we were attacked, we had this virus and everything's good, you know, and – you know, I don't think that that's necessarily right either. Now, we're not going to try to get too geeky on the show, but this is a virus. A virus usually comes to your computer when you go to a website or somewhere shady online. You know, it's not like a, a botnet or a worm or something like that where someone is trying to attack you. I, that's the sense I get. A vi- you know, a virus, like you go to a bad website, you download a virus and it gets on your computer. Yeah, but a lot of them anymore, especially like networked machines. Mm -hmm. So, you know, something like the FBI, all the FBI machines are networked and they're talking to each other. There's always that possibility that, um, you know, if one machine gets infected, it's going to continue to infect across all the other machines, you know. Because it's like, okay, you let me in. Now you have credentials on these these other 10 machines. So using your credentials, I'm going to infect these other 10. And then somebody on one of those other 10 has 10 that they can infect. So it's it, it blows out that way. It's not as much, you know, as far as, you know, this is a, a virus versus a worm. There There's not that distinction as much anymore. Right. Well, and the other thing is these are federal computers, and for the most part, most of the federal departments are interconnected in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, their their computers are probably all connected too. So this is kind of scary that, you know, the marshals had a disconnect because the Justice Department got infected. What other, you know, networks out there were connected to the Department of Justice, you know? Oh, I'm sure there, there's a ton of them, you know, and just because the FBI and the U.S. marshals are admitting it. That's the other thing, you know, if the FBI got it, odds are the NSA has it, odds mm-hmm. are, you know, and they don't want to say anything, you know, to create a panic, you know, so they said, okay, well, it was the FBI and the U.S. Marshals, and there was nothing that was compromised and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I work on viruses, and there's always the potential of, you know, something, you know, 
God only knows how long this machine sat compromised. You know, I mean, it odds are it didn't happen today. Right. You know, it's probably been compromised for weeks, and you don't know if it, if it had a key logger on it that would just, you know, capture whatever you're typing and then burst stuns it so that you can't even detect that it went, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm hoping it doesn't say I don't think it says that what kind of computers these were, you know, that it that was attacked, but let's hope that there was no sensitive data on the computers. Well, I mean, the 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 odds are, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, if it if it's the FBI and the US Marshal Service, what do you what kind of data do you think is there? I mean, really, the it, it's not like you're going to get um Social security number. You know, you might get social security numbers of bad guys. Right. You know, you're going to find a lot of uh, criminal type stuff. But you, I, I don't really think that you're going to get a whole lot yeah. of yeah. actionable intelligence. I don't know. You're right. You're right, though. You might not be. But but like we said, these computers could be hooked up to another computer that somehow hooked up to the Social Security Administration. And you don't know what, what could happen. Oh, I, I totally agree. And we don't know. I mean, if someone maliciously put this virus out there on the Justice Department's computers, they might have put it on another federal agency computer for all we know. And they they haven't realized it yet or they or it's not been in the story. So we don't know what's going on. Yeah. And Bas- it could potentially get worse. Basically, in a nutshell, we're not safe no matter what. Well, you, you can be. To a I point. Mean, sure. The federal government has your social security number, obviously. If that computer gets hacked in some way, shape, or form, or that information is somehow available on a network, you know, we can't we can't stop it. Yeah, you're right. I mean you could go do the you know, the the that what is that, life lock thing or something like that, but come on. I mean, our personal information is is somewhere out there. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, this stuff is on a computer that's not hooked up to any network whatsoever. It's you know, completely independent of itself. But I, for the most part, you know it's not. Yeah, I agree. You know, driver's license information is obviously out there because the police can pull it up in their computers and their cars. So we're, there's no way we can be safe. We can take measures to try to be safe, but if something like this ever did happen and, you know, information was compromised, forget it. Yep. You know, um, other people that like to keep their information uh, private is uh, Senior Paul McCartney. Yeah, there was a great story about that where he uh, he contacted Google Streets and said, "Hey, can can you remove the pictures of my house from the uh, from Google Streets?" And uh, part of the reason was his security detail was like, "Hey, you know, if they can see this, they can see you know the ways in, the ways out, our patrolling, you know, uh, standards or whatever, or however we." do our uh, security. So, you know, Google's all has made up a, uh, a point of when they started the street view that they'd be more than happy to, you know, if you call them and say, you know what, I was standing out on this street corner and you came by and took my picture. I don't want my picture on the, you know, on Google maps. They'd go in and, you know, pixelate your face or whatever so that you, you you know it was unrecognizable but i you know i think it's the same basically the same thing for uh for houses you know and, and that's another thing you know people are are going to want to look up you know somebody that's famous you know paul mccartney 
is kind of one of the most famous people on the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, if I, if I was looking up a house in England, you know, okay, well, let's see, who would you look up? Well, you know, let's see, Paul McCartney lives in England. Let's check out Paul. Right. You know, or, you know, Madonna. Right. Well, I think she sold the house or whatever. But, you know, that's the kind of thing because you're going to look up people that are famous. You're not going to look right. up, you know, you know, Don McAllister. Well, I probably would just because I know who Don McAllister okay. is. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Because that's my question. Who the hell is Don McAllister? Oh, he he's on. Uh, in fact, he was just a, a guest on uh, uh, This Week in Tech about two weeks ago. He's from England and he writes for. Uh, I can't remember which. Uh, he, he maybe it's I can't remember which um, which blog he writes for. It might be in Gadget. Uh, I'm not really sure. But he's he's one of the more famous English people. Okay, but um, yeah, you know, I agree. First of all, that you know, taking his house off for security reasons is fine. I can't see Joe Schmo, who lives in a you know a one bedroom house with no front yard, wanting that his house off. But Paul yeah. McCartney, first of all, Paul McCartney is like you said, very famous. Secondly, Paul McCartney is a cool guy. We've talked I think we talked about this on the show before, how he's a really nice guy. He's very personable. He's not a stuck up celebrity. Yeah. So I you know, I I that's two points for him there too. I could see if they wanted to, they could, you know, pixelate his house or something like that. I mean, they say they just took it off and it's just a big blacked out area, but you know Yeah, they basically redacted it. Yeah, basically is what it is. So you know what? I mean, on the other side of the coin, though, is if you live in England, first of all, if you're going to try to rob his house, you're going to probably be living in the area because you're not going to fly halfway around the world to do it. You could stand in front of his house and take pictures. Yeah, but I mean, that's exactly why you have somebody like Paul McCartney who has a security detail. And I mean, that's their job is to make sure that, that Paul doesn't get robbed. You know, and he, I'm sure he pays a lot of money for that. But why... I, I can understand his point of view. You know, why am I going to make a criminal's job easier, you know, by letting this, you know, by broadcasting where, you know, you know, the layout of my house, right? you know, cause it's not like, you know, my house or your house. Mm-hmm. It, I'm sure it's a mansion with, you know, um, you know, different structures, you know, the pool house, the, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yep. And, I think that, you know, somebody that's, you know, going to try and do something would say, okay, well, if I come in, you know, and I can look and see, all right, there's his pool house, so I can hide in the pool house until this, you know, security passes, and then I can go, you know, and they can plan their attack, basically. Uh, I I totally under, I totally get where he's coming from, and, and I respect that. I mean, it, it wasn't like he was being a dick about it either. No. He was like, hey, you know. Just you know, and he he wrote a nice letter and said, "Hey, can you please remove my house?" You know, it wasn't like he demanded it, and he wasn't being you know, like some of these other artists would have been. He says, "Hey, you know, just remove my house from Google uh, Google Streets." Right. I, but I was thinking though, like you said, if he's living in a big mansion, blah blah blah. You would think that would be far off the road, you know, high high fence, you know, so you can't see in, you know, lots of trees. You would think Google 
Google Street View wouldn't be able to show anything except maybe the front gate, and that's about it. Yeah, but I'm wondering if they also mean not only just the Street View, but like the, you know, Google Earth. Oh. You know, because maybe you could pick it up on Google Streets and see what the house number is. Right. If you get the house, then you can go to Google Maps and, you know, get the satellite. Right. You can kind of get an idea of how that. Yes, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking solely as going to Google Maps, hitting the Street View, you know, going, looking around like we all do, playing around with that. You're right about that, though. I didn't think of that. That's probably – I think he made sure across the board on the Google website his house isn't visible. Yeah, I, I guess that's just because I'm a criminal at heart. Uh. <laughs> I never would have thought of it either. I mean honestly, it's like uh, – you know, um, I was just thinking one thing. It says Google Street View and I'm thinking that. But of course, you know, Google owns the half the world now and you know, and obviously they have Earth. So uh, it makes sense. Um Yeah. Well, let's get off this subject. Uh, another techish story. It's not really techish, but it'll get us from the tech to the mainstream news or our mainstream news. Uh, yeah, it's mainstream as we ma- Yeah, we don't want to talk mainstream. If we, if we if we talk about Obama, war will go on for two hours, and uh, we don't want that. But uh, anyway, uh, it deals a little bit with Apple. Uh, somebody grabbed a screen grab of the uh, New York Times website this last week. It looks like it was on Tuesday, uh, and there's a there's an article about uh, a photo of the man named Dennis J. Skillicorn. And there was an article about the Mrs. Missouri's horrendous methods of carrying out executions. And they're showing this guy in basically like a solitary confinement prison cell with the big plastic window. And he's just standing there looking out and they're talking about, you know, executions. Well, the way they placed this on page three of the times was uh, they got that there on the left and on the right side. It's, it's an Apple ad of just the, uh, I'm a Mac, I'm a PC guy just looking over you know, to the right at the picture of the guy stuck in prison. I, I think that's awesome. <laughs> it's it's very funny. Um, it, I'm sure that it wasn't intentional, but you know the the times um, have taken uh, a lot of interest in the new Apple ads, and in fact, on the times they'll have uh, multi banner ads. Right. And it's really, and they pay a lot of, you know, a lot of money for the, I'm sure Apple pays them a ton of money, but what they'll do is they'll have like the top banner and they'll have a banner on the right. And the one I saw, John Hodgman climbs up a ladder on the banner on the right to get into the the top banner ad. And then they start talking hmm. and, and it's all coordinated so that all the, all the ads are doing the same thing. And it's, it was pretty cool. I, the, I, the concept behind it was really cool. And the only place that I've really seen this use of the, uh, the big Apple ads, you know, where it's doing, you know, in multiple banners and stuff has been on the times. Hmm. The times has been one of the only ones that carried it. Well, also, you know, Apple, they wanted to spend money and they're going to spend money on a big, uh, newspaper establishment website. Yeah. The times is one of the biggest, if not the biggest out there. Yeah. But, um, uh, oh yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that the new uh, Apple ads are really uh, are fun. They're they're great. You know, not not even you know not the web ads, the uh, the ones that they have on the uh, on the TV because there's a new one that just came out. I just saw it for the first time yesterday. Hold on, I got <coughs> had a clear clear the throat. But there was a brand new one on yesterday, and uh, where John Hodgman comes out, 
and for people out there that don't know, John Hodgman's the PC guy. And he says, hey, Mac, I, I got, you know, there's this girl standing there, and she says, well, I want a new computer. And it's kind of a takeoff on the Microsoft ads. And she goes, well, I want something with a big screen. He says, okay, all you little screens, get out of here. And she says, okay, and I want something with a lot of processing power. Okay, all you ones with the lower processing power, get out of here. And then she says, well, I want one that doesn't get viruses and just works. And he says, all right, Mac, it's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> I, Which I thought was I fun. saw that one about a week or so ago. Uh, and You're right. That's hilarious. First thing I thought, I was like, oh, that's a slam on Microsoft for the uh, – I'm looking for a computer under $1,000 that can do all this. And, uh, and yeah, I saw that too. I, I, and I'll tell you right now. I DVR the crap out of everything on TV. When I fast forward through the commercials, Apple's the only commercial I stop for. Yeah, because they're usually very. They are. What you you know what kills me is I just watched the uh, recently they had the Apple um, or the new Microsoft one. And I think the girl's name's Melissa or something. Hi, I'm Melissa, and I'm looking for a computer that's under $2,000. And I'm an artist, and I edit video. And then they show her going in, oh, that that you know MacBook Pro doesn't have enough processing power for what I'm doing. So I'm going to buy this PC. All right. So I edit video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what she paid for that, for that laptop, that... It was in fact. I, I'm thinking that uh, Microsoft did a deal with HP because every one of those commercials they buy an HP. Mm-hmm. But there's there is not an HP laptop made that will outperform a MacBook Pro editing video. Number one. Number two. If she buys this, I mean, what's she going to use? Movie Maker. She's she's a professional. So in order to be a professional, she's going to spend another $3,000 on a video editing application to put on this $2,000 laptop, whereas if she would have bought a MacBook Pro, she could have paid another $100 and got Final Cut Express, and she could be or, – or even if not, she gets a MacBook Pro and is editing video that day without spending another dime exactly. in iMovie. Which is a, a very capable program. I mean, you don't have to get into Final Cut and whatnot unless you're, you know, and if she's doing that, she's not doing that on her own. She's working for a, a big-time company. Well, you know what's funny is uh, I'm a PC guy just because I started in PCs. I'm comfortable with PCs. If I have the money for an extra computer, I like to get a Mac and goof around with a Mac, which I, I don't mind doing. But uh, anyway – and I like the I like the Microsoft commercials. I think they're they're great. They try to counteract the I'm a Mac commercials. That's fine. The mo and I'm with you on this one. The moment I saw that commercial, I said fail. I said fail. I'm looking for a computer. Okay, get a Mac. First thing I said, get a Mac. Yeah. Well, I mean, when when you talk about doing video, you know, I I work in a place where I I do support for Windows machines, and there are. Many cases where Windows machines work extremely well. Windows machines are made for uh, that they do gaming very well. Mm-hmm. They do um, work stuff very well, mm-hmm. but they don't do creative stuff well. 
if you're going to be creative, you need to use a Mac to, to edit your video, to, you know, do that kind of thing. And I don't understand why these, uh, these companies, you know, to go out of their way. Microsoft should be blowing their horn about some of their other stuff, you know, and, and I've talked to salespeople from Microsoft and I've told them point blank, you guys are getting killed. You guys get killed because the, for example, did you know that that video that my name's Melissa and I'm looking for a, a laptop, blah, 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 blah. Did you know that that was edited on a Mac? No way. Yeah. The company, and, and I can't remember the name of them right off the top of my head, but the company that Microsoft uses for their marketing is basically a Mac shop. And odds are that that, that, that commercial was shot and edited on a Mac. Just, just a little bit of trivia for you. Yeah, that's uh, that, that that that's hard to that's hard not to believe. I tell you, you know, I'm a PC guy, and I agree with you. You know, PCs are great for business, definitely great for gaming. Not only for because of the capabilities of the machine, but you get a larger selection of games, obviously, on on the PC side because more people own PCs. But the moment you go to video editing or um, I want to say Photoshop, but that type of work, that type of uh, graphic stuff. Like I said, crea- creative type creative stuff. Creative stuff, definitely. you got to go with a Mac. I saw that commercial, and I was like, Microsoft, you're getting in too deep on this because that's just full of shit. That is just so full of shit. $2,000, I'd be like, dude. First thing I would tell her, you get a Mac. You know, I don't give a shit. Yeah, all right, so but- let's get off the subject. We'll be on tech all night. Uh, we talked about somebody on death row and – uh, Ward's got a story about somebody who's not dead yet. You know, it, it's really a shame. Um, I, and, and I feel kind of bad because uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Patrick Swayze is has pancreatic stage four pancreatic cancer, you know, and apparently there was a radio station in Florida that announced that Patrick Swayze was dead. So Patrick Swayze had to send them or did send them photos of him and his wife and saying, no, I'm sorry. I'm still alive. And that is so far beyond the pale, you know, that somebody who's, you know, number one is fighting a battle with cancer, with pancreatic cancer. One of the most aggressive, worst forms Mm -hmm. of cancer that there is has to continually keep telling people, no, I'm still alive. You know, and he has to defend the fact that he hasn't died yet. And it, it's just a shame. It, 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 when I seen this story, I just like, I have to say something about it because it's just so tragic that he has to come on and tell people, no, I'm not dead yet. You know, he's, he's basically fighting for his life. Right. In more ways than, you more know? ways than one. Exactly. And I mean, when, in fact, when they came out and they announced that he had, you know, stage four pancreatic cancer, you know, they're like, well, you know, life expectancy is only a couple months, you know, right. and he's lived almost a year and they keep coming back and going, Hey, you know, basically, yeah, he's, he's, he's on death's door now. He's going to, you know, he's, he's going to die tomorrow. Or he, you know, like I said, this Florida station announced that he was dead and it's like, no, you know, and, and so he has to fight this cancer you know, with chemotherapy or whatever, you know, they're, they're doing to his body. 
And then on top of that, come back and go, you know what? I'm still not dead yet. It, it reminds me of the uh, that Monty Python. Thank sketch. you, thank you. I was just thinking that before when he said, I, 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 "I'm not feeling, I'm not dead yet. I'm getting better." <laughs> yeah. No, bring out your dad. You know what it is. First of all, is the wonderful World Wide Web helps spread rumors, which people think are true most of the time nowadays. You don't know what's fact and what's what's made up anymore. <laughs> That's problem number one. Number two is. I remember, you remember when, when Patrick Swayze – it was announced Patrick Swayze had pancreatic cancer last year, and that was like a huge story for like a week or so. Yeah. You haven't heard anything about him since. Well, there was a, there was a story like I want to say maybe two or three months ago where he had uh, pneumonia. Oh. And they admitted him into the hospital, and, and that was it, and he was going to die, and they didn't expect him to leave the hospital and blah, 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 blah. And they said, well, it's pneumonia. We cured it, and he's going home. You know, it's not like he has, you know, AIDS or something where he has no immune system. Right. You know, uh, granted that chemotherapy basically, you know, eradicates his immune system. Uh But, you know, you got to give this guy a break. You know, for the love of God, he, you know – it would, it would think about how you would feel, you know, to to wake up, you know, knowing, all right, I'm fighting for my life every single day that I get up, and you have, you know, radio stations or newspapers going, well, he's dead. No, I'm not quite dead yet. You know, quit quit saying I'm dead. I'm I'm not dead. You know, I'm 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 putting up a fight every single day that I have left. Up, oh, he's dead. No, I'm not, you know, and, and that's what I, I think is just so bad. Is, and, and the thing is, I, I blame the the radio station in, Phil, in uh, Florida. Any first-year journalism student knows you check your source. Well, first of all, the easiest way to check is to call his publicist. That information is easy to get. Well, no, the, yeah, exactly. But if he were to die, his publicist would be the first one on the, you know, making the announcement. All right, he's dead. You know, but there was nothing from his publicist. And how can uh, anybody run with a story like that without any kind of conclusive proof? That's true. I, 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 I'm just totally. Yeah, that's that's not like a gray story. It's you're alive or you're dead. I, yeah, it's I, very it's very much binary. It's cut, yeah, it's cut and dry. Alive, dead. There's no. Oh, he's in a hospital, and we don't know what it's for. But let's 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 try to figure this out. Crap, you know what? I got to give it to the man. He's still kicking. Honestly, I didn't think he would last this long. No, nobody did. the 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 doctors were shocked that he that he made it past like six weeks or something. You know, the, they said, "Oh, nobody lives past that," and he and he has been. Yeah. In fact, he's been shooting a TV show. Yeah, I think A and E or something like that. I saw that, and I was uh, I don't know what the name of it was, but I was um. I saw a commercial for that some time ago, and the first thing I did is I went online, and I'm like, oh, this must have been done a long time ago. I'm like, oh, shit, he's doing this now. Yeah, he didn't start filming it until he was diagnosed. Yeah, I was really impressed. I said, oh, my God, geez, Patrick Swayze, rock on. I, I hope you live a long, long time. Yeah, and the name of the show is The Beast. Okay. And it said that he did the show all without painkillers. Wow. You know, so... Stage four pancreatic cancer can't be pleasant. No, no. I, I, 
and but he did the entire you know i think that that he did a you know the first year series of the series totally clean without any kind of uh any kind of uh painkillers whatsoever yeah well I, and i i don't want to be an asshole here but uh you know you sign somebody on you sign him on to do a tv show you know you, you don't expect it to be on for a long time so i don't know are they going to try you know are they going to try to get as many episodes done i mean or is it like you know what is it a limited show is it like we're going to do so many episodes and that's it i have no idea i, don't, I never heard of this show till i saw the commercials on tv it's not like you heard you know patrick swayze has cancer oh he's recording a new show i didn't hear anything about this show till i saw a commercial yeah, and I, I think you're right. I think it was A and E or it was a strange channel. It wasn't one of the mainstreams. It was one of those off, off the yeah. off rock. Okay, well, Patrick Swayze's you know getting close to death's door. Unfortunately, he's not do- dead yet. But uh, Elizabeth Adney is starting a new life. Uh, if you didn't hear about her, she is a uh, a British woman who is eight months pregnant, and she is a 66 year old divorcee who is apparently very wealthy and she still works five days a week, perfect health, blah, blah, blah. And she's going to be the oldest woman in Britain to have a child. That's just wrong. And so many levels. Yeah. Um, first off. All right. She's 60. What was it? 66 years. Right. She's six. Apparently you had something going on there. Yeah. 66 years old. And, being 66, all right, by the time her baby is 20, she's going to be 86. Right. I mean, you know, I'm only in my 40s, and my youngest is 22. So I don't have to worry about, oh, you know, I can't, couldn't imagine having to, even at this point in my life. No. Say, oh my God, I got a you know a, a baby that I got to chase around and you know et cetera et cetera. I no 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 no. Right. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, you know that's that's and that's the way I looked at it too when I had my son. I'm 37. My son is five, and he'll be 18 when I'm 50. And so okay, I'm still gonna be pretty young, but I looked at it that way. I don't want to have a kid so late in life that I don't get to enjoy them growing up, graduating high school. Going, hopefully, going to college, getting married, and having children of their own. You know, that's that's part of having a family is to be able to see you know them develop and move on with their lives. Well, that and, and the fact that you don't get to enjoy your quote golden years. No, you know, you know when you know all the kids are grown up. You you know your job as a parent is to make sure that the kids grow up and they have you know a good head on their shoulders and they can provide for themselves. Right. I mean, that, that's your goal as a parent. Once you're sure that they can provide for themselves and everything's cool, you know, then it's time for, okay, now it's me time. It's time for me to go and, you know, do whatever I want. If I want to take a, a vacation or a trip, I don't have to ask anybody, you know, I don't have to worry about, Oh, we got to get a babysitter or we got to, just go and do it and have a good time. Yeah, you know? you're right. Well, and, and, and you know, here's another thing: is she's uh, she's wealthy. So, how much time is she going to spend with this kid? 
Exactly. And and here's another thing. I from I'm reading the article. It sounds like she she's never had a child because it says she's desperate for a child. So I mean, I'm I'm assuming she's never had one before. So here's the next thing. You know, she there is no father to this child. There is you know legally there is no father. It's you know done in 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 vitro fertilization. Um, what happens if she becomes incapacitated? You know, siblings? Does she have a sister, a brother? I mean, that's got to be weird. I mean, she's going to have to have a will or something written up to protect this baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I just don't think that it's right. I I mean, and it's not my place. I I mean, for me, it wouldn't be right. Right. Um, Whatever she does, that's great, whatever. She's being selfish, you know. I mean, great, you want a kid, but you're fucking 66 years old. Why didn't you have a goddamn kid 20, 30, 40 years ago? Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I don't understand it. Um, you know, it's the the one that's going to get hurt here is the baby, is the child. Yeah, let's just hope the child's healthy. Well, that's well. The other thing is that that's saying that she survives childbirth. Well, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be cesarean. I, I sure as hell hope they don't do a vaginal birth at 66 years old. That's a that's a lot of effort to push a baby out. So let's hope it's like cesarean. It's a little bit easier. But that's the thing too. She's, you know, we hear you know four, you know, 30s high risk, 40s higher risk, 66. I wouldn't even want to be the doctor that has to deal with her. No, I I totally agree. Well, getting up to our last story tonight, talking about un unwed mothers <laughs> you know Octomom comes back and haunts us once again and I, I ran over this a couple days ago uh, as you all know sh- there was rumors or there was a story some months ago I think it was Vivid video the the porn you know giants out there offered her like a million dollars to be in a porn and of course she said no well apparently there's a, a company called Devil's Film another porn company that made a, a parody film which of course there's tons of porn parodies and they call it Cocktail Mom uh, basically this is uh, you know about the Octo Mom and it's um, basically Cocktail Mom is a come hungry slut looking to collect sperm samples from eight different men yeah um <laughs> it, it's funny because it, I think that uh the uh, Devil's Film. I honestly believe that that's owned by uh, Hustler. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know who owns Devil's Film. I mean, there's so many different companies out there. Uh, I thought Hustler. Well, Hustler has a Hustler video. The, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure. But I mean, that sounds like something Larry Flint would do. You know. Yeah, you. Because he's just kind of twisted like that. Right. Um, but uh, I don't know. But you know, I'm surprised they took this long for a film like this to come out. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't really see. It. I mean, they're they're playing on the fact that everybody still knows who Octo Mom is, you know. Right. But <laughs> is it worth it? You know. I mean, I well. I don't know. I, I don't. Know. I I'm just of the opinion. I'm so, I'm very so far beyond hearing anything about that, you know, skank, that I really care. 
you know, and the fact that, you know, they're, they're going to do a movie, you know, a porno about it. it. It's like, okay, well, we're looking really hard for, uh, you know, a movie plot. So, okay, here's a crazy chick who just had eight kids. All right, we're going to take it on. You know, that's going to be, you know, how, how do you plug that? <laughs> you know what I mean? You come, you go in and you go, you know what? I had this great idea for a porno. It, it's about a chick who wants to have eight kids. <laughs> and they go, huh? How is it possible for her to have eight kids? This is a porno. That stuff gets thrown on her back. She doesn't, she's, it's impossible for her to get knocked up, but whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's, that's the thing, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you know, that's the thing about these porn parodies. They'll take anything that's like big news and they'll somehow turn into a porn. Oh yeah. I mean, they had Sarah Palin, uh, and, and if, and even if you scroll down on the, uh, on the link on the average Joe show for this story, for the cocktail mom story, there's one for uh, Star Trek Triple X. <laughs> uh, I mean, you you could see uh, little clips of of the different movies that these. I mean, it's it's kind of funny. It is. I mean, it obviously is funny. Um, I did look up Devil's Film, by the way. Devil's Film is not anything to hustler. It's its own company in California, and apparently they're they're famous for doing Gonzo pornography. <laughs> Okay, uh, can, can I get a definition of that? Gonzo pornography, according to Wikipedia, is a filming style that attempts to place the viewer directly in the scene. Isn't that what all, isn't huh. that what all porn is? I I thought so. I mean, <laughs> you know what? That's I, I think that's going to be my next uh, my next foray into uh, media is I'm going to come up with a way of shooting 3D porn <laughs> you know they're going to come out with that because of all the 3d technology that's the big buzz this year in the tech world uh, uh, yeah so it shouldn't be long till you're sitting in a you know sitting in the privacy of your own home you throw a dvd on it and you're ducking loads well you know so you know have you ever gone to those uh, 3d films at like disney or universal or whatever like that and uh they have something that pops out at you and they like shoot water on you and scare you and you know yeah. Make something yeah, uh, make a device like that that shoots water at you. You know, when when they shoot the load, you're like, Whoa, you get your face covered. They blast you with jello. Oh, that's disgusting. But uh yeah, Gonzo for p- pornography. I'm thinking Gonzo, I'm like, isn't that that green guy from the Muppets? I was like, what kind of sickos are these people? Yeah. Well I I thought that was like a snuff film. I'm not sure. Yeah, when you said it's Gonzo, I'm like uh, you know, I, is it you know she gets the dirty Sanchez and then they cut her throat? What's going I on? I know I was I was I was afraid to click the link. I'm like, uh oh, I'm afraid, but I better do it anyway because we're all gonna want to know. Well, it's 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 a matter of you know you kind of have to because it's it's a matter of uh, journalistic integrity. <laughs> journalistic integrity, yeah, my ass. I want to know what it is. I'm a sick pervert. <laughs> I'm. I was trying to give you some props, and, and so you wouldn't have to say I'm a sick pervert. But, I'm a sick okay. pervert, and I'm proud of it. Uh, one last thing, though. These porns usually have a quick turnaround time. Why did it take them this long to come out with the Cocteau Mom story? I think, you know, the people that write these things aren't the quickest. What is there you to know, write? Walk in room, have sex, shoot load on, 
breast. Well, I, I mean, the, the thing is, they have to have some kind of a backstory so that you understand the idea behind the concept. So there was some moron who had to write dialogue. Ooh, for, ah, oh, deeper, harder. Well, no, no, no come on, because they, they have to explain how she needs eight real cocks and who are the fault. You, you read the, the thing and it's just like, I couldn't imagine trying to sit down and go, okay, I, I'm sitting here at my laptop and I got to write a storyline for, you know, this porno. And, <laughs> and okay, because it's not just, you know, if it was just people having sex, that that's just one thing. But this is like, okay, People that don't know what the Octo Mom thing is, I gotta have some kind of a a story so that they understand how fucking twisted she is in the first place. You know, so I, I, it's one of them things where I I don't know. I just I, I agree with you. I think it took too long to to get it out there, or you know, maybe there was some kind of legal ramifications. And, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what there is. Basically, in a nutshell, there's going to be perverts out there that are going to buy it and rent it. Looks like you could download it right on the web for uh, two ninety five. Oh boy! <laughs> so that's that's three bucks I'll keep in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, I really don't want to buy a porn <laughs> called Cocto Mom, <laughs> honey. Well, not not saying I'm against <laughs> buying porn. I'm just against buying porn about that goofy bitch. <laughs> yeah, we we can't stand that goofy bitch. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's go. All right, we're done. We're done with this week's show. We're we're done. We shot our load. We we talked about everything from tech to porn. That's it. Let's let's wrap up the show. Wanna you know wanna thank Ward Miller for being here. Of course, you can check Ward out at Restaurant Food Fast at restaurantfoodfast.com. Uh, what's going on with your uh, episode this Sunday? What are you gonna be covering? Um, we didn't shoot last week. Uh, due to Chuck had some uh he had a previous commitment his son's playing rugby so we weren't able to get together last week so we're probably going to shoot two this week and one's going to be a questions episode because we get questions from uh viewers who you know send us some really cool questions and so we're going to uh at least one show this weekend will be answering some of those questions well that's good you know i mean since you're like you you know you missed a week it's kind of a good way to play catch up and, yeah. and you know what? There are probably tons of viewers out there that have the same questions or, or never thought of these questions that are going to be posted and, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. How come I never thought of that? Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll see how that comes out. I, I really, you know, I I don't like doing the question shows that, you know, that often. But, you know, when we get a backlog of questions, I, I don't like to, you know, we want to – come back to our uh, community and say, you know, we, we beg them to ask us questions. And then when they do, I don't want to turn around and go, okay, well, we're not going to answer them for six months. Well, you could always do like most shows have a few questions at the end of each episode or we've been trying that, but we're getting so many that it's just, or if you have, I don't know how long it takes for you to do that. I mean, if you could, I don't know how the editing on, on one of those shows are, if you could just do as a one take, you could probably like do two episodes a, you know, a week like you're doing now or something like that and uh, make one episode like a, you know, episode 100A as the Q&A episode and like release double episode that week or something. I don't know. I mean, it's just, and that's the downside is when you get so popular, it's so hard to 
to uh, reply to all these questions and stuff. You don't, you don't want to ignore your fans out there. That's exactly right. That's that's the, and I don't want to say it, it's the dilemma, but it's you know when you get to that point, when you get so big to that point, you know it's that's when you need either more people or you need to spend a whole day and just answer questions, or or you have to do a Q and A episode. You know, it's sad to say, but you know I'm not a fan of the Q and A episodes because to me, and no offense to you, and you you know where I'm coming from, to me it's a filler episode. Yeah, it, well, that's what it comes off as, and and that's the, that's the shame of it because it's not actually just a, a filler because we don't have something to do or we don't have time. It's one of those things where, and we're doing a lot more of them recently because, like you said, the show's gaining popularity, and, and with and with that comes more fans and more questions, and so it, it, instead of us trying to make something and then throw a bunch of questions back just makes sense we'll do the you know one we'll just stop what we're doing do an episode get all the questions out of the way and then we can wait a little bit before we do the next round i mean that's that's the best way to do it but and and you know and you think the same way i think i see oh oh new material new material new material and you get like a ton of that and all of a sudden we're doing q a this week it's like uh you couldn't come up with something or or what you just just lazy and yeah exactly i know and that's that's not, you know, the way it is. But that's I'm sure that's definitely the way it's perceived. Well, and how does Chuck get to answer a lot of these emails, or does he just save them for the show, or or how does he do that? Uh, that all depends. Sometimes I mean, it, it depends on the question. If it's something that relates to one of the shows that we've done, mm-hmm. you know, so say we did the uh, the gourmet burgers. He gets an email just about the gourmet burgers. He'll just respond directly to them, unless it's a question that you know we feel there's more people out there that would want to know this answer. But you know, it's like, well, I was thinking about cooking them, and I want to do it this way. Do you, you know, can you tell me how to do it? You know, that kind of thing. So, well, and also, you know, sometimes these questions become actual episodes. Absolutely. That's, that's another great thing. You know, they give you ideas and you're like, well, crap, I didn't think of that. That's something we could have done. That, that's an ep- that should have been episode one. You know, it's something so simple and basic. We didn't even cover it. We didn't even think of it. Yep. So definitely. And that happens a yeah, lot. So definitely. Check you guys out at restaurantfoodfast.com. New episodes every Sunday. Uh, not not this Sunday, I guess, but uh, pretty much every Sunday. Well, no, there will be a new there will be a new episode this oh, Sunday. You, you, we're, yeah, we're going to shoot Saturday. And I and I'm like I said I'm hoping to shoot two, and one should be a Q and A that'll go out Sunday, and then uh, we'll, we like to get one week be one week ahead just because if something like right. this happens. Well, let's let's you know. just hope the hopefully you guys can do it without goofing around too much and uh, less editing for you, so you can do that quick turnaround time on that. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping on. Yeah, just you better hope you all three of you guys. You know, you got one guy off camera and you two standing there. You guys uh, feed off each other, so I know it's hard. Yeah. Uh, so make sure to check it out, Restaurant Food Fast, and of course every Thursday. Uh, this last Thursday I didn't do it. I had things to do. Uh, tech Gain Show, TechGainShow.com. Talk about tech news, free files, how to a little bit of everything. Kind of like doing that. It's a great audio podcast I do with four other guys from around the country and actually in Canada too. Check it out, Tech Gain Show. And uh, next week, I asked her to come this week. Teresa will be back next week from Talk Duo. We haven't done a show in two weeks, and I'll tell you why. We didn't feel like we had enough good material to talk. We didn't want to do all new stuff. We didn't want to do Average Joe Show. 
So hopefully we'll come back next week with some good you know, observe, observations and stuff. But she will be on Average Joe's show next week. She couldn't make it tonight. So, you know, make sure you come check that out. Of course, check out the website, AverageJoeShow.com. Uh, we got donate buttons there. We got uh, leave your comments there. If you want to leave a comment about any episodes, download episodes, listen right online. Do everything there. We got the links to the stories we talked about this week and every show we've ever done. Back to episode one. They're all on the website, AverageJoeShow.com. And, of course, you can email us at talk at AverageJoeShow.com. Uh, love to read your emails. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, good, bad, ugly. Help us make this show better for you guys. That's what we're here for. And, of course, Twitter, Average Joe Show. All one word, Average Joe Show. I want to thank everybody for downloading this week's episode, spending a little bit of your bandwidth with us. And until next week, have a good one. Mm-hmm.